Flashback Fridays on SAFM. So then, let's welcome our guest, our legend, former world champion, of course, South African champion, uh, fought in different weight classes. Also, Mr. Sugarboy Tulani Malinga, who joins us on the line now. Mr. Sugarboy, good evening, and thank you very much for joining us here on SAFM. Thank you very much, my brother. I want to start with the name Sugar Boy. Where does this name come from? How did you get it? <laughs> is the Sugar Boy is my <laughs> that's my boxing name. You see, the way that my style was sweet, so my brother called me Sugar Boy. <laughs> oh, your style was very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why you are calling me Sugar Boy because of the style I, I was fighting. It was quite an interesting boxing style. I was actually watching some of your fights this morning on YouTube. You had a crab-like stance, they used to say, at, at the time. Did you see your style as being unique? Is that how you've always boxed with that style of yours, like a crab? Yeah, you know, that is, that is the awkward style. <laughs> when I fight, if I want to be awkward to my opponent, I, I, I do that style so that he, he, he can easily catch me. He will keep on missing because the way I stand, it's difficult to him to catch to catch on me. <laughs> is 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 boxing something that you've always wanted to do, Sugar Boy? When you were young, when did you fall in love with the sport? You know, I fall in love with the sport in 1970. So I was 14 years. In fact, I used to watch uh, Muhammad Ali on the film mm. on the bicycle. So the style of Muhammad Ali it was it was impressed me a lot. So I wanted to be like him, but I didn't know how 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 am I going to do that. But my brother told me that if you want to be a boxer, go to the ring and go to the gym and they will teach you how to do it. And I went there. Then in the in the gym, the people they were bigger than me. So now they were they, those days they were not there's no soft sparring. Mm. If you spar. They hit you very hard, so I try to uh, to protect myself by the, by making uh, having my style to to be awkward. A man can't catch me. <laughs> that is awesome. And and what is it about boxing that you loved so much at the time uh, that you fell in love with the sport and you continued? Besides Muhammad Ali, what else did boxing teach you? Because a lot of people we speak to, we spoke to Brian Mitchell the other day, and he was telling us how boxing taught him discipline. Yeah, so boxing taught, taught me a lot of things because if you are a boxer, you are a disciplined person. Because first of all, the thing you have, you have to listen to the trainer. When the trainer told you, you mustn't do this, you mustn't do that, you must obey and do what you, you were told. Hmm. So now it helped me a lot because while I was still young, I was, I was aggressive. So... By by doing boxing, because uh, we, we we were sparring every day, yeah, they they changing opponents. If I, I I used to get cross, but by do by keep on no boxing sparring. Today I'm I'm sparring this one. After this they put another one. So uh, after that I I never stop angry. Mm-hmm. I now I, I even who can do what who can hit me anyhow. I don't get angry because I used to it. So I say, okay, what what must I do to defend myself so that you can't catch me again? That's why when you catch me with one punch, the, the second one will never catch me. 
You if f- you can remember when you were Chris Eubank, yes, was throwing all his punches on me, yes, was missing. But I made a mistake. He, he trapped me. He he faint. Then I went down. When I come up, he throws this punch. I never, I, I couldn't avoid it. That he caught me. Then I went down. I, I laughed at him. But when I got up, he never get a. Uh, Get to get that chance again because he was keep on missing, missing, missing all the time. That's actually the fight I was watching this morning. One of the fights I was watching because there was a time he tried to catch you and then he fell, but it wasn't a knockdown. But then he fell later on in that fight. Yeah, he was throwing a his, his, his big punch. He, he thought he's gonna catch me and he's gonna flat me out, but he misses. Then that's why he fell down. <laughs> We're going to get to that fight later on. But I want to understand, you fought a lot of fights in the amateur ranks, almost 200. Is that what prepared you well for the professional ranks? You know, uh, for for fighting so many fights, it helped me a lot. Because even when I fought, I fought 250 fights in amateur, then uh, in the gym, I used to spar with the professionals. You know, Maxwell, Maxwell Maling, you remember, you remember yes. Maxwell? He's my cousin, yeah. He was the one, he was a professional. Now I was, I was his, his sparring partner because he was a welterweight and the other boys were smaller than him. So me, I was, I was sitting here, I was, sit, I was sitting to fight him because my, we are nearly the same height and the same weight. So now that is where I learned how, how to fight. Because Maxwell was a tricky boxer, mm-hmm. he makes you, you makes you throw punches unaware that he's the one who's controlling you to throw that punch. Mm-hmm. So I learned from that punch, from that that that, that sparring. Now when I face an Ian and another opponent that who doesn't have an experience, it was easy to me. I used to knock them second round knockout. <laughs> Talking about Maxwell Malinga, let's put this matter to rest. Is there any relation with the other famous Malinga family? Peter Malinga, Vusi Malinga, there was Patrick, and I think the other one was Samuel Malinga from Katlehong. You know what? Chabu, uh, uh, the father of Vus, is mm. my brother. Oh, is your brother? Yeah, we are family. <laughs> oh, so it's all one big family. Yes. So we say cousin, lento your boxing. cousin, For those who've just joined us. Yes, of course, of course. For, the, for those who've just joined us, we are catching up with uh, our legendary South African boxer, former world champion, of course, uh, Tulani Sugar Boy Malinga, just catching up about his uh, career. How does he look back at it? We're going to go through some of his fights. He's already talked, uh, spoke about Chris Eubank, and we're going to try and dissect some of his fights there. And also, if you want to join in the conversation, feel free to call us at any time. If you remember Sugar Boy Malinga, do um, give us some insight also on 0891-104207. Our SMS line is 40938. Our WhatsApp number is 061-4104107. Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Still talking to Sugar Boy Malinga. Now, Sugar Boy, after those 250 amateur fights, you then went professional, I think it was in 1981, where you fought, was it Victor Zulu? How much do you remember about your first pro fight? Yeah. Okay. The, my first fight was Victor Zulu. Yes. That's why uh, that fight 
took me some few few minutes because I knocked him in first round. <laughs> in your professional debut. Pardon? In your professional debut. Yes, yes. I knocked him in the second round and in the second fight, it was a, a taller guy than me. But now, when we go to that one, that guy was, was I forgot his name. Cyprian Shandu. Yeah, Shandu, yeah. Yes. Shandu, he was, he was, he was tall and his long reach. He catches me with the punches. Then my brother Maxwell told me, hey, you, rena- you remember Ronaldo Smacks? How did he avoid punches? Then in the ring, I started doing that bob and waving, bob and waving. <laughs> he keeps on missing, missing, missing. Till uh, we, we we went four rounds, then uh, I won on point. Mm. I see your first couple of fights were in Deben. Was it home ground advantage for you? How were the crowds at the time? I beg your pardon? Uh, they were in Deben, those first couple of fights, right? In front of your home yeah. crowd. Yes, you are in Devon, yeah. Yeah. Now, now your first loss came against a certain Patrick Chabalala. What went wrong there in Emelo? You know what, my brother, because he used to to be late in the in in the in the way in. Then he, I, because the fight was in it was in Joburg. Yes. So now I I went to I went to Joburg and stay. I work with uh, with. Uh, with him, there's a guy that I went to him and and, and trained with him. He was while was was training me. He was training me while Nexel was here because I used to go there in Joburg two weeks before the fight mm. to acclimatize. So now that guy he he overtrained me. I told him no man, I'm right. I'm in the weight because I'm a, I was a middleweight. Then I, I weighed 69 mm. from 70 hours week. When I was fighting Patrick, oh. that's why I, Patrick was the easiest fight. But it was it was terrible because I couldn't even my my legs was was I was just weak weak. I couldn't do anything because of that's overtraining. Why I, I couldn't knock him out because of overtraining. Yes, yes. Now was there a rivalry between you and Saki Horn? I see you fought him four times. Yes. What led to that rivalry? How was that rivalry? You know what happened because after after defending my title uh, five times, then I ran out I ran out of opposition. Uh-huh. He, he remember when I fought Gregory Clark? It was my fifth uh, title fight defense. Mm. Yeah. Then uh, after that, I saw that there is no opponent. I just uh, I just challenged. Let me challenge the light heavyweight. I know I was not a light heavyweight. But I challenged him because I I, I know I knew that uh, we, he's not gonna lift me. I'm not gonna lift him, and he's just in shy and shy. So I said, no, let me. I challenge him, and he, he took a fight easily. He thought, you know, because he's a middleweight, then this one I'm gonna knock him out. Unfortunately, he, he was surprised when he may when when he met me in the ring. It was difficult to him. Then I, I beat him on ground. Then and then I you won the SA champion. title. Then I, they said, no, they, they let me, Freddie Rafferty, to come and fight me. I, I came back to Deben yes. to fight Freddie Rafferty. And Rafferty was, was rough, was hitting me with the elbow and everything. And the referee never uh, stopped him. I complained to the referee. They never say anything. 
okay. No, I say okay. Now I'll, I'll teach this man. When he, he, he when he when he throws the punch, when he miss, I I, I, I hit him with the uppercut. I, I have, if you can look at it, the uppercut I was throwing at Freddy, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you won that on so points, I no? win that fight then. I Saki won also. He after after beating Freddy Rafferty, Saki only wanted to fight me in the in again to for to regain regain the title. title. Then we went to uh, Petersburg. Yeah. But there it was terrible. When we went there, the the white guy they said they say you know when we entered the ring. You see, that's why they have uh, beaten him. I have beaten Saki Horn from from round one up to the twelfth round. Is that why you were disqualified? Is that why you? When were you disqualified for a low blow when you were fighting it, Saki? No, it was the fourth one. It was the the third one in Springs. After that fight in Petersburg, you went to Springs. They, yeah, they he they 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 I want a return fight. Then they they said they put the fight in sprints with Saki Horn. Mm. So now when we go there, they, there was a, a company uh, BM was, was sponsoring with the car. He said the winner will get a car. Mm. Now as I remember Snowball was the referee of that fight <laughs> because Saki Horn when we hit him in the stomach he died. He doesn't like it. Mm. He does not like it. So now. Uh, I, I, I started beating him in the stomach uh, because he can't take the, the body punches. Mm. I hit him from round one up to the twelfth round, and then the wrestlers kept on warning me because when I hit him in the stomach, he grabbed, he grabbed, he said, "I'm hitting him below the below the belt." But he was he was, he was lying. Then at the end, in the twelfth round. When he comes to me, I, I, I went back and I come back. I come. I it was a height in collision. I hit him right on the on the on the stomach. Yeah. Mm. Then he fell down. Then he grabbed it. Then the referee, he, he was also no warning me. He said, "Now, if you hit him again, I'll disqualify him." That's why they could disqualify me after that fight. Mm. Then they gave him a car behind the my behind the screen because they never. They give him in front of us because they knew what they did. They gave him then the BM. After that fight, I said, "No, I'm not going to fight you anymore." I kept on fighting, and the, the overseas guy. He was the one that was, was looking after me. Say, "Hey, then why don't you fight me?" I say, "You are a champion. Mm. Why do you want me to fight you? I'm not going to fight you. I'm I'm busy now. Carry on with your title. With your title." Then when he, when we when we fight again in 1990, mm. that is why he got he got released because everywhere where he goes, the people they say when he you are the traffic cop, when the people when he stop the people they say we'll call Malinga. <laughs> that one was a threat to him. <laughs> and then you regained that you you beat him in Nazrek. Yes, I beat him in Nazrek. I regained the title on points. Yes. Oh, so besides Saki Horn, who were, before we go to the other opponents, was it tough for a black boxer to to win here in South Africa at that time because of the situation in the country? No, it was very tough. The only guy you do is they were taking a chance of making him to go and fight for the the, the world title. It was Sarah Matebola. 
Uh, he was surprised them when because he went there. Harry failed, and other guy, white guy, they failed. So uh, Makemula went there. He came back with the title. After coming back with the title, they, these people, they they gave him the white cheek. To they, they preparing a fight this side, they give him a, a white cherry. So that <laughs> because those days it was terrible. It was. It was not easy to get a white woman. So Matebula was busy with the white woman. There are people that are busy preparing for the fight. Decided the the opponent is busy training. He said, "No, this man is easy. He's gonna get he's gonna get fit quick. He's alright." Although they know that they they want to destroy him. Gee, what a story! a trap. That's why he lost the title. What a story. If you've just joined us again, let me remind you, we're talking to Tulani Sugarboy Malinga, a legendary boxer, former world champion, and we're just catching up with him on Flashback Friday. Feel free to call us on 0891-104-207. And we've got William in the Free State. William, good evening, and uh, thank you for calling us. Good evening, Tadiso, and good evening to... Uh, boy Malinga. My, my question is, uh, uh, eh? yes, yes. I, I tell that maybe, maybe I'm, uh, you're still going to tell us uh, what, what are you doing currently there in Lady Smith? Is there anything that you're doing? Okay, great we, one, William. And yes. Then, and then also, also, uh, he must just see the history that he did tell us about the history. Yeah, I understand that there was another very good boxer from history, but uh, I don't know the person, but. Uh, his, his name was Lovu uh, in Stateville. He was also as better, they say he was better than Maxwell Malinga. Is that true? If he knows him, he just can you say, tell me. Okay, nice one. Thank you, William, in the Free State. Um, he wants to know, what are you doing now, Sugar Boy? Okay, I can say, you see, Maxwell is my, 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 is, is Maxwell is my, my nephew. Yes. So now, uh, in those days, it was not easy to fight for for the world titles. That when they 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 gave us that chance, we have to wait it. Uh, you have to make it sure that we win the title because if you fail, it will never give you another chance. But me, I was fortunate. I don't know why, because every, I, I lost several times, but. In fact, I was not losing to fight. I was robbed. Hmm. So they will keep on giving me another chance, another chance, till I get what I get. Do you know this fighter called Ndlovu that was fighting back in the day? Ndlovu, uh, what's his name? Okay, we're going to ask William to remind us of his name. He also wants to know, what are you doing now? Are you still involved in boxing? Are you in KZN or are you in Gauteng? Okay, now uh, I'm developing, uh, I'm, I'm training, I'm, t- I'm developing boxers. In a, I'm in Jolberg now, in Alexander, I'm developing guys from the centers. The boy, I'm a start there, I'm, I'm developing them from 12 years up to 18 years. Here in Lady Smith, I have five, uh, five, oh. I'm managing them. 
Now okay. they're in Tobek. I'm, 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 I'm moving them for my, my organization because I, I got a box, I got sugar for a boxing academy. Yes, I so remember. when they, they get they're, they're okay, I put them into my, into my stable to, to keep, keep them going on because my, my intention is to, is to be, is to be a promoter. Next year I'll be a promoter. I'll be promoting the by the boys that are, I'm developing. Hey, you're still going strong, Sugar Boy Malinga. Good to hear that you're still involved in the sport and you also have plans of becoming a promoter. Let's also go to Sipo from Joburg. This is the ring announcer, right, Brasipo? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Definitely. yes, yes. The legendary <laughs> uh, ring announcer. Thank you for joining us. What can you tell us about Sugar Boy Malinga? Because obviously we didn't see some of his fights until his later yeah. years. Thank you, thank you, Tabiso. Thank you to your producer as well, Vuyo. Uh, it's quite an honor to bring somebody like Sugar Boy Malinga into the studio and, and obviously to recognize um, our best, you know, legends. I actually call him a legend. How are you, mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, 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 Sugar Boy? I'm fine. Thanks, my brother. Yes, thank you very much. Tabiso, you know, this, this, this boxer, is one of is the first one to win a WBC, you mm. know, WBC title, and um, it, today there, there should be recognition for that, you know. And I'm happy that uh, uh, SAFM and you in particular have brought him to come and talk about his his, uh, his life and what he has achieved as a boxer. You know, this is one of the legends, and everybody knows Sugar Boy. The style that he had when he was boxing, I mean, he would use his shoulders, you know. Yes. He fought great. He fought uh, Nigel Ben. He fought Roy, Roy, Roy Jones, Jones Jr. You know, one of the best uh, uh, super middleweights mm. uh, ever, you know. And uh, he actually went out there, you know, during the time when, you know, we had, we had apartheid in the country. And he went and actually represented the country. You know, these are guys that went out and it was tough during those times. You know, it was tough for them to, co- to compete, you know, and getting out there and actually fighting some of the best boxers in the world and actually going out to win a WBC title actually puts him amongst one of the best in the world. Sugar Boy Malinga is a legend. You know, he deserves to be... They're in the studio right now. I actually am very, very excited. You know, mm-hmm. I'm happy the producer and yourself and SAFM took time to say, look, let's, let's, let's bring him in so that he can tell his story. But, you know, also so that people in South Africa, in Africa, in all over the world can know about this legend that we have. And I think recognizing him is a, is, is a good way to actually show that we appreciate what he's done boxing in particular. And what would you like to say to him, Mr. Sipomashekho, is listening now? Um, I'd like to say to, to Sugar Boy, Sugar Boy, I think you you are one of the best. You know, I'm actually in a, a ring announcer. You know, I'm a professional ring announcer. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually in boxing because of people like you. You know, and Sugar Boy, really, I'm happy that you're still involved in boxing. We met the other day in Portuguese world. You know, it's good to see you as, as a, a down-to-earth, humble person, but really the first WBC champion in South Africa. And I think you won it twice. Sugar Boy, did you win it twice? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Brasipo, for joining us. Uh, ring announcer there, Mr. Sipo Masheko, just sharing a few um, insights on uh, Sugar Boy Malinga. And people are really calling us now, Sugar Boy. We've got Kevin in Limpopo who also wants to uh, speak to you. Uh, good evening, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Can you hear us? I just want to say good evening to Sugar Boy. Hello, my brother. How are you? I, I am sharp, sharp. A cool matata. Sugar boy, I, 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 I live in, well, it's not for Paul Aquani. In the old days, it was Petersburg. And I remember yeah. it was here in the 80s sometime. I can't remember what year. I used to work at the holiday in here. Okay. And, uh, you came to Petersburg for a tur- uh, boxing tournament, and you stayed at the Holiday Inn. Yes, I yes, met yes. you then. I don't expect you to remember me. Um, I was a senior telephonist who worked at, at the hotel, and uh, it was it was really good meeting you that, that night. And, um, I can't remember what tournament it was. I think it was most probably at the old Petersburg Stadium. Um, okay, yes, I yes, I remember. <laughs> I remember it was when I was fighting Saki Wong. It was 87 or 86. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think it was somewhere around there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't think I just want to say uh, America has got this sugar Ray Leonard, but we've got a sugar boy. Malinga, and I think it's much sweeter than uh, Leonard, eh? That's lovely, that's lovely. And I just want to wish you all the best for the future. Whatever you do, whatever you undertake, may God just bless you richly in whatever you do, wherever you go, and just keep the name of South Africa up high, because we need people like you. And thank you very much, may the Lord bless you, my brother. Thank you, and may he bless you abundantly. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Kevin in Limpopo. You can hear there, Sugar Boy, people don't forget how you make them feel. I'm sure uh, that must be touching for you, that people still remember even the finer details of when you went to Petersburg. You see? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the people, they, 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 they follow boxing a lot. Yeah. We've got Andrew calling us from Cape Town. Andrew, good evening, and thank you for calling us. Uh, good, good evening. I'd just like to say to Mr. Malenga that he's my favorite South African boxer. I admire him tremendously because he's so cool and he's so clever. And I'd like to ask him particularly about his, his famous fights with Chris Eubank and Nigel Benn, yeah. who are very, very dangerous boxers, especially Nigel Benn. Nigel Benn fought, had fought previously against Gerald McClellan, who's regarded as being the hardest hit and middleweight of all time. And Nigel Benn put this person in a wheelchair for the rest of his oh. life, took away his sight and his hearing and damaged his brain. Oh. A very, very dangerous boxer indeed. And yet when I watched Sugar Boy Malenga against Nigel Benn, Malenga made, made him look stupid. He played with him. He played with him. Easily outpointed him. I'd like to ask Mr. Malenga, what was it like going up against Nigel Benn? Okay, great stuff. Thanks for that call, Andrew. I'm going to ask uh, Sugar Boy just to answer it after this quick break and we'll give Andrew a chance to listen. Let's have the conversation. 0891-104-207 Flashback Fridays 
Flashback Fridays on SAFM. If you still want to speak to Sugar Boy Malinga, feel free to call us on 0891-104207. Our SMS line is 40938 and on WhatsApp 0614104107. Sugar Boy, how do you look back? I think you had two fights with Nigel Ben, right? Hi, Sugar Boy, are you there? Oh, no. We seem to have lost Sugar Boy Malinga. We're going to try and get him back on the line. I think if I remember correctly, he had two fights with Nigel Ben, but it'll clear that up for us. And I think after the second fight, that's when Nigel Ben announced his retirement and he also proposed to his girlfriend in the ring. But um, Sugar Boy will tell us about that. What a legend of the sport here. You can hear uh, people call it, uh, from the from the calls that are coming in that people really, really hold him in high regard to Sugar Boy Malinga. And he really, really did some stunning work in the boxing ring. And that's why people can remember so much about him and in such detail let's see if we've got him back there so sugar boy malinga okay we seem to have him back on the line are you can you hear us sugar boy okay yes can you hear us now yes i can okay andrew in cape town was asking about the fight with nigel ben and i was saying i think you had two fights with nigel ben is that correct yes Yes, I had two fights, yeah. The first one, it was 1992 in Birmingham. Uh-huh. Yeah, then the second one is when I fought for the WBC. In Newcastle. Yes. Take us through those fights, those two fights with, uh, you lost the first one, and then take us through that one. You know what? The, even the first one, I didn't lose it. Huh. If you clearly, what happened there? The man uh, from that way I broke my hand on the fifth round. We were fighting for ten rounds. Uh-huh. Then I beat him from round one up to the tenth round, but he never even noticed that I, my hand was broken because it was broken on the fifth round. Then uh, I kept on doing that, but when he comes to the right hand, I yeah, hit him with the, the broken hand. Then he was running away, but after the fight, because that fight. They wanted Eubank to ride, to fight Nigel Ben because in Britain, those are the draw cards of Britain. So now they can make, they want to make money if they fight both of them. They said the winner between me and Nigel Ben will fight Eubank again. Now they, that's why they made me a loser. So that they can, they, they can make you, you, Chris, you and Nigel Ben to fight Eubank. Well, Andrew is telling us that Nigel Ben was a beast at that time. He was really dangerous. But you went to go beat him in Newcastle in the second fight. In, it was 1996. You must have been in your 40s then. How old were you? I was 40 years old. You were 40? <laughs> yes. And you, were, and you won the, the world title? Yes. Those guys are the boys. They are younger than me. They are like my sons. <laughs> And everybody had written you off there, right? They were calling you this uh, hopeless 40-year-old. Even the, my, my, my people here in the country, when I went to fight, uh, they said, oh, my, fire, my career will be over. Even the reporters, instead of supporting me, they're supporting the people they thought that they don't know. I don't know what happened to our people here. But I said to them, don't worry, I, me... I'm not going there to to fight uh, to, to to be treated by people. What I'm going to do there, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. That's why I was so 
fit to come to fight Michael Ben 96 because I was doing a chopping, I was chopping wood. If you can look at that fight, I was using my left, almost left, was a punch because you see his face was round as of that depth. When he comes, he he he, he, caught, he put himself into the into the jab. That's why his face was round because of that jab. Yo, and how was the crowd in in at the time in in Latin, in Newcastle? We know that there was over twenty six thousand people were coming to fight to see the fight because they were shouting when we enter because they are, they, they they are booing me. But as the round goes on, I, 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 once I, I hear the, the, the silence, the, the people got silence, I know that I, I, I'm penetrating this man, <laughs> that I kept on doing it. <laughs> so after that, after that world title win then, uh, Sugar Boy, why did you not go on and fight some of the bigger names in, in the sport? You know what happened there? After that fight, uh, even uh, the, when I was defending the title, they made the same mistake that was made by the guy that who, who made me to lose against against Patrick. Uh, Nick, he overtrained me also. Even when I told him, Nick, now I'm in my limit. I said, no, go run, run, run. You see, now, by by, by respecting that to, to follow his instructions, then in the fight I was weak. I couldn't even do what I wanted to do. But that guy was not, he didn't win the fight. But they made him a winner. So he fight, uh, he, he fought, he fought against, uh, uh, what is his name? That, that guy is England, England guy. He fought, then he got beaten. Then, the, the second one, I went there to beat that guy. Uh, I, I took the title again. I won WBC two, WBC two times. Robin Reed is that is that the other guy you yeah, fought? Yeah, it was Robin Reed. And then you lost yeah. it to Richie Woodhall. Yeah, I, I lost to Richie Woodhall. Even there, I wanted to return fight. Then Rodney said to me, "No, Malinga, you have to retire." I said, "Why?" He said, "No, man, I'm not going to promote you now." I said, "Why not?" He said, "No, man, go and train the boys." That's why I try. I, I retired after retiring. The guy from from. Denmark, he offered me a West fight WB, WBF. Yes. Title, yeah. Peter Metzen. Yes. Then I said to Rodney, okay, uh, this a promoter is offering me the fight. He said, okay, because that promoter, where well, you work with uh, Mike Sigurd, go and speak to Mike. I went to Mike, then Mike agreed. So I went there. But Rodney said, no, I'm not going to, because I was, I, was, I was managing. Uh, uh, I was managing Keshia Valoi because I retired. Then I I was managing the the boys that I was training with. Then uh, he said, no, if you take that fight, I'm not going to promote your boxer. I said, no, that is unfair. Keep the, uh, promote the boys, leave me alone. Then I went there. And uh, they said to me, they they must, uh, must have to have a brain scan. They, I went to the bank brain scan, I passed it. They checked everything. They said, no, but now we're not going to allow you to give you a license. You are old. I said, no, the boy, boy, license, boy, license does not fight. It's me who, who's fighting. So 
They said they won't want to give me a license. I said, never mind. I'll go and fight there. I get international license. I went there and I became a champion. I beat a young guy about my, my second born. He was 22. Mm. I beat him in a knockout in the 11th round. Oh. I came back with yeah, I came back with the title. When I came here with the title, the the boxing board they said they don't recognize that WBF. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, that was yeah. Frederick Alvarez. Yes, I saw a bit yes, of that also. Yes. Just hold yeah. it right there, Sugar yeah. Boy. We're gonna come yeah. back to you. We just need to go over to Porch quickly to get an update on the cricket. And Natalie Jamanos joins us on the line. Natalie, good evening. Zimbabwe won the toss. How are they looking? Thank you very much there, Natalie, giving us a live update from a porch. We have about 10 minutes left with our legend, Sugar Boy Malinga, and we've got Justin calling us from Cape Town. Justin, good evening. Thank you for calling us. Hi, Justin. Okay, we're going to try and get Justin back on the line there. Sugar Boy, are you still there with us? Yes, I'm still there. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to Roy Jones because he was in the country a couple of weeks ago. We also spoke to him on this show. And I understand that you got a chance to meet him. How was that? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. I, met, I met him, yeah. Is it? I met him in the gym, yeah. There by, solo, by uh, Solomon. Gym. Yes, yes. Did you ask for a rematch because he knocked you out in 93? <laughs> no, no. He didn't knock me out. <laughs> ah, sugar boy. No, he knocked me out. <laughs> It was after, 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 you know, after, uh, 92, I broke my hand with when I fought Nigel Ben. Yes. Then I came back and defend my light heavyweight title here with Jimmy, uh, Jim, Jim, Jim Murray, Murray in yes. that rank. I beat Jim Murray with a broken hand. Nobody knows that my hand oh. was broken. Oh, oh. And then yeah. you fought Gary Ballard? Yes, and also when, after that, I went to Gary Ballard. I also, with a broken hand, I, I, I beat him. You know how, how his face was. <laughs> because of the broken hand, I hit him with a broken hand. Then I, I defended my title. Thereafter, I went, I went for operation. Uh-huh. My first fight after operation it was Roy Jones. In Mississippi? Yeah, in Mississippi. Firstly, they they wanted me to drop a weight because my Roy Jones he was a, a, a middleweight. Now they wanted him to move little bit to be a, a super middleweight. They they said they never told me that it's gonna be a catch weight. But when I went there, they said I must drop the weight from seventy six to seventy four. Then I draw I, I made that weight. I dropped the weight. Then. In Mississippi, it was very hot. So now, Ray Jones, he never, even you can look at that fight, he never catch me any, in a single fight. He was missing because he couldn't catch me. Then, on the, on the fifth round, I think the fifth round or sixth round, I, I fell down when I was avoiding his punch. I fell down, and uh, when I started, I tried to wake up because of uh, the, 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 the the sweat that was on the canvas. I am I am I I slept and where I, where I went and the ref stopped the fight. Sure, it was it was not a punch. <laughs> you went down and then when you got up you slept. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's go back to Justin in Cape Town. Justin, good evening. Thank you for calling us. Good evening, everyone. There. How are you? Fine. Thanks, and you, Justin. Thanks. Uh, 
um, I just want to say thank you to uh, Sugar Boy. You know, um, I, 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 I haven't had you know enough time or chance to have uh, since this fight, but uh, I, I always heard about him. And like as he, he says now on this on the radio, you know, he, he went a long way. He he, he persevered in, in, in a lot of uh, you know a lot of situations in his fight. Yeah. I think if if we have people like Sugar Sugar Boy that can push their you know their way in life rather than you know taking shortcuts in life, mm-hmm. you know uh, I would like to thank him a lot today. To tell you the truth, I'm I'm built deep in, my, in myself. I've, I've got spirit of going forward. Great stuff. Uh, I just want to thank him a lot. Thank you for that call, Justin Sugar Boy. What do you make of the state of boxing in the country at the moment? You know. At the moment, the state of boxing is very, very low. And the boxers, they are not... In fact, what they want, they just want money. They, they don't love the sport. We, we, are, we love the sport. Money will come after. That's why everything that we did, we, we want to show the people... When the people come to the ring, they must see what are we doing. But now, it just... The people now, the boxers now are fighting now. It does hit me, I'll hit you back. There is no style, nothing. So, even now, if I can, if they can allow me to go back to boxing, this light every week, I'm going to knock them out, all of them, because they are so weak. (laughs) (laughs) And who are some of your favorite boxers at the moment? (laughs) At the moment, no. Is there no no one that excites you? No. Ah, even even the golden boy Azenga Fuzile. Azenga uh, Fuzile, yes, he is good, but he, 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 you know, this boy, they are not the way they are not like us. We know we are we are united. We are uh, welcome me to Buyal Bumut Our league was very is very was well very far from them. On that note, someone wants to know who was the toughest opponent that you ever fought. The toughest opponent I, never, I ever fought it was uh, Lindel Holmes. That was in 1990. I fought him in Italy. Is it? What was so tough about Lindel Holmes? Yeah, he was a hard hitter. Yeah, when he he, he caught me with uh, several punches in the in the body, hey, I feel it. But that's why I, I say that's why that guy why was, was, was strong. Yeah. Even what? his punches was heavy. Why did but you... I managed to 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 swallow it? Why did you fight your last four fights in Denmark? What was happening in Denmark? Uh, you know, that, when I was fight the last one, I was challenging for the light heavyweight. And also there, I, I feel myself. I, I, I was not so good. That's why I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell on because that guy I was fighting, I was fighting. It was tall, and in fact, I, I was losing power. Uh-huh. I was, it was, I was going down. That's why I said after that fight, no, I'm not gonna get it, carry on with it. But, but your last four fights were in Denmark. Was that for a reason? Yes, uh, I just wanted to prove that uh, why, when, when Rodney says I'm old, I'm not old. I can, <laughs> I can make what I can, I can do whatever I want to do. That's why that when I went there, I fought a young guy at 22 years. 
Then I beat him and I became a champion again. <laughs> so Rodney, you heard that Rodney Berman, if you're listening, the man was not that old after all. Sugar Boy, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. You know that we've been trying to get a hold of you for some time and I'm glad that we've been able to make it uh, work tonight and so many people are enjoying the interview and Kumani says listening in and hearing this humble and gentle soul who was suspect was carried through these hardships of fighting and those not so easy years by his calm demeanor, one realizes what a legend sugar boy was history will show though he got his due as a world champion albeit twice and that's why we brought you on air sugar boy malinga to give you the respect that you deserve and i hope that you are happy hearing how many how much you mean to a lot of people yes thank you very much i'm so happy I am very happy because i see the people that still love us of course <laughs> it, is a, it is a good thing keep us updated uh, with whatever you're doing going forward and we wish you all the best sugar boy malinga Thank you very much. May the Lord bless you. Thank you. You too, sir. And the man says he's also got the Sugar Boy Malinga Boxing Academy. He is between KZN and Gauteng. He trains in people, uh, boxers in Alexandra, and then he also trains them back home in a KZN. So it's good to see that he's still involved with the sport. And these are the people that we need. And also good luck to Zolani Tetes fighting in Russia tomorrow night against Mikhail Eloyan. It's the WBSS Super Series. There's a prize pool of $50 million dollars there and if he goes on and, and 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 wins zolani he's guaranteed 11 million us dollars it's the quarterfinal stage and then if he wins he could fight nonito donair or ryan Bennett in the semis and then he can go all the way to the final so good luck to zolani tete that's where we leave the show lizette khan is up next with off the pitch my name is tabiso mosia for safm sport on